Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And a little bit of an update, my son, Jonathan, if you've been listening the last week or so, was in town from LA, which was really fun. We went to his fiance Mallory's white coat ceremony at the uh, Auburn University Veterinary School. I'd never been to one of those before, and it was really touching. There were probably six or seven hundred people there last Saturday, and about 150 kids had in the in her vet class have completed their schoolwork, three years of schoolwork, worked their tails off, and they go up on this stage and they get this white lab coat, you know, like doctors wear and vets wear, and um, that signifies that they're ready for their last two years of clinical study. So they'll be in the clinics and the hospitals and doing surgery and stuff like that. And being the mush that I am, I got weepy when Mal got her coat and was walking down the aisle. And so that was fun. And then we went to her condo afterwards, all of us, her family and our family and and some other family members and Jonathan and her brother. Uh, we went to her condo and had a little party afterwards. And the highlight of the party was for the menu, her mom had made a cheesecake and she used animal cookies, those iced animal cookies of different figures of animals for the crust and then had the top, had them standing up on the top. It was the cutest thing I've seen. And I thought it was so clever to use the animal cookies for a veterinary school celebration. So hats off to Andrea. She was very crafty and very creative with that. And by the way, it was delicious. So that was fun. I am going to be speaking and doing live consults in Palm Beach the end of the month of February, the 24th and 25th in the Palm Beach Convention Center. So those of you that are in South Florida, come join me. We'll have a blast. And I'm going to be speaking in front of a big audience, and I'm going to be doing with the audience what I do on my show every week, which is pick somebody out of the audience, and we can talk to a deceased loved one. I can do a medical scan. I can scan your pet. We can talk about past past lives, whatever. And uh, so if you're in South Florida or you plan to be in South Florida in Palm Beach, come join us at the, it's called the New Life Expo. And, um, And I posted some stuff on social media. So you'll see that there. Well, we have several callers that are on hold already. So let's go ahead and go to the phones. And I believe our first caller is Susie. Hi, Susie. Oh, hi, Julie. Thanks so much for taking my call. I um, keep thinking that someday I'm going to ask you about my guides because I heard uh, other people do that, but there always seems to be another question that pops up. And I have a friend who just turned 93 on Tuesday, Uh 
named Stan, and I know in the past you scanned him because he does have yeah. prostate cancer, and he's going right. through treatment again. And I'm wondering um, what if you uh, show where you show him in your um, scale from the this. I'm not sure what. I'm sorry, blanking on the term. But twelve phases of transition is what I call it. Yes, the phase of transition. I'm sure. I'm curious yeah, where you show him right now. Transition. What that is, everybody, is uh, every all of us as we're dying. We go through what I call the 12 phases of transition, and it's angels and deceased loved ones who surround us, and our deceased pet spirits as well who surround us and have different configurations as we're getting closer and closer to death. And if you want graphics, if you want to see graphics of this phenomenon, go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and it's the last tab, it says the 12 phases of transition. It's also in my book, Angelic Attendance, and there's lots of information in the book about it. But we all go through it, whether we go through it in an instant or we go through it over days, days weeks, months. Um, we can tell how close to death somebody is based on what phase they're in. So, Susie, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you and from you to your friend Stan, and then Thank we'll see, see where he is. Uh, on the 12 phases. He, he may not even be in one of the 12 phases. So that would I've be seen nice. people, yeah, I've seen people who were dying and then they decide to hang around for a while and they're not in any of the phases anymore. It's not very common, but I've certainly seen it over the 25 years I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And how I'm going to connect to Susie, everybody, for, especially for those of you who are first-time listeners, is I'm going to raise my vibrational level to level of spirit. And I'm going to watch a laser beam go from my body to Susie's body. And Susie's called in several times, so I know where she is. But Susie, please tell everybody where you are. The San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. So I'm going to head to the left coast, and I'm going to connect to Susie, and then I'll watch a laser beam go from Susie to Stan, and then I'll see what's going on with Stan. Um, My eyes are closed. It's like I have a big screen TV in my head, and I'm watching to see what happens. So Susie, here we go. Here comes my laser beam heading out to you. Okay, got you, got Stan. Okay, he's in phase seven of 12 phases. What phase was he in last time when we spoke? It was last fall sometime about him, wasn't it? Yeah, He was in two. Because I remember you called and he was going to a Christmas party at your house. Was that this past year? Yes, that was last year, yes. Uh Okay, so what phase seven looks like, Susan, everybody, is... The spirit exits the body through the top of the head, and it looks like a bubble that hangs on to the top of the head. And it reminds me of a cartoon caption bubble where the character in the cartoon is either it's showing his thought, the, per, the character's thoughts, or, or what the character's saying. And then at his feet are his parents' spirits. Susie, his mom's at his left foot, his dad's at his right foot, and then they anchor a horseshoe of guardian angels. And these are big old angels. They're between six and seven feet tall. They all look the same to me. Uh, They are wearing white robes, have big wings, you know, hair cascading down to their shoulders. They kind of look like the equivalent of Stepford Wives, (laughs) Mm. Stepford Angels. Now, that mean what angels really that's really what they look like no that's what they appear to me as so I can identify them and then he has um, 
lots of family and friends and deceased pet spirits that are in a horseshoe behind that horseshoe of angels and his parents. He also has two guardian angels on either side of his spirit bubble above his head, and eventually their wings will start to move and it will create a uh, a vortex, kind of like a funnel cloud like you see in a tornado, and it will help his body, help his spirit evacuate from his body. So he's progressed quite a bit in a month. Well, you know, I'm sorry, Julie. You actually have a way better memory than I do. It was a year ago. It would have been the year before last. Okay. Okay. We had our Christmas party because my son was in Thailand. So, yeah, it's actually, it's been a year then, over a year since he was from two to seven. So that's a great example of somebody progressing slowly. And uh, and some people can go through these phases in an instant, like you, know, you hear about somebody being in an accident, it's an instant death. Or, like I said, it can days take days, weeks, months. I normally don't see it take years, but it looks like in Stan's case he is. So there's no indication, you, you don't have a clue then when he might start. He's being treated right now, and I know he's having a lot of pain from the chemotherapy, mm-hmm. he's having trouble sleeping and stuff, so mm-hmm. just. So I'm wondering, does it show anything about how long he might be in this, this we, situation? We, will get, we can get a better feel for how fast he's progressing if we check on him more frequently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if he seems to be progressing through phases, uh-huh. uh, that will give us more of an indication. But unfortunately, when somebody is dying and their spirit's out of their body, even though it's still attached to the... I'm unable to get a medical read mm-hmm. on them because mm-hmm. the body uses the spirit as its energy source. And it's as if we're looking at, a, at an x-ray that doesn't have any light behind it. It would be like looking at an x-ray in a, in a black room. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get information by seeing. I can get information mm-hmm. by asking and I normally ask everybody that's dying with whom I work, I usually ask three questions. And the first one is, are you ready to go? So, Stan, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? <laughs> He's saying some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a character. <laughs> he is really sweet. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like he needs some, um, some help controlling the pain. Okay. Are you well, are you close enough to him that you can help facilitate that with his doctors? Yeah, I can talk to him. I can call him and talk to him, his wife and him. So thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate your help with that. You are most welcome. Is hospice involved with him yet, Susie? Not yet. No, I mean, he's not to the stage where he thinks anything is happening necessarily, okay. progressing okay. that way. But yeah. I just know he's having a lot of pain and trouble sleeping with the chemotherapy. So. And it's yeah. indefinite, they said, that they're going to keep doing it. So, right. uh, well, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. it. And I will, get in, I will talk to him tonight about that. So, Okay. So Thanks you. for calling. You Thanks bet. So you much. too. Bye now. Here, okay. All righty. Our next caller is Patty. Hi, Miss Hi. Patty. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hey. Good. I haven't talked to you since before Christmas. So please tell everybody where you're calling from. Are you cutting out? Now, can you hear me? Oh, now I can, yes. You're cutting out. Patty, why don't you call back in, see if you can get a better line. 
because you're cutting you're cutting out about every third word. Okay, so really? why don't you hang up? Hang, why don't you hang up and call back in? See if we can get a better line. Okay. Okay, so our next caller, I believe, is uh, let's see, is Denisha. Hi, Denisha. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. San Diego, California. Oh, good. Another left coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on? How may I help you? Um, you were trying to read me last week, but couldn't because I guess my, I guess you couldn't really see anything because it was so dark. As you said, so you wanted me to call back again and see if you could do a reading on my heart because it seems like I've been going through some heart trouble and doctors can't really figure out anything. So, Okay. Can you tell everybody what your symptoms are, Denisha? It's basically like heart attacks if just 101, so chest pain, back pain, jaw pain, nausea, kind of all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and the doctors are saying what? Uh, everything seems to be coming out fine. I've been to the ER so many times and nobody can find anything wrong. My cardiologist is stumped as well, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you moving around? There's a lot of background noise. Can you try and hold your phone still? Yeah, let me uh, put it down. Okay. That would be great. Because there's a lot of background noise. All right. So what I'm going to do, Denisha, is I'm going to connect to you, and then I will. Um, I'm going to shoot energy from your feet up through the top of your head, and let's see if we can see what's going on. Okay. okay. All right. Did, last week, did we talk about that you had a tear in your energy field membrane? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. All right. For those of you that haven't heard last week's show yet. What that means is we are spirits in a body having a human experience. And the spirit, as I mentioned to Susie when I was scanning her friend Stan, the spirit is the energy source for our body. It's the power source. It it's, would be like you need electricity to turn on the lamp. You know, we need our spirits in our bodies in order to run our bodies. So... The spirit and the body are holographic, and they're enclosed by a, they're uh, contained, I'll say, by what I call an energy field membrane. And it's really, it's really thin, reminds me of saran wrap or plastic wrap. It's kind of stretchy. And I use the analogy of when you go to the pet store and you buy a fish and you bring it home, they'll put it in a bag of water. And if you can envision that fish in a bag of water, that little goldfish, the goldfish is the body, the water would be the spirit, and the energy field membrane would be the plastic bag that's the container of the body and the spirit. So when somebody has a disease or illness, there's a tear or a hole in that energy field membrane, and it allows an energy leak. And, Denisha, help me remember, but I think um, we saw a big one last week. Can you refresh my memory with what we found? Oh, geez. You're also asking somebody with terrible memory. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that you, you um, found my 
grandma, you told me that my great-grandmother was with me, like, protecting me and, and calming me down. It was something uh, to do with a dog, wasn't it? That's starting to come back to me. Did it have something yeah. to do with a dog? Yeah. Um, I think that was probably when I had my dog, I uh, first got my dog, Diamond, and she passed away years ago. Okay. All right. The reason why it's hard for me to remember some of this stuff is because I'm in a different reality. So mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm seeing this stuff, so I'm translating that into my human brain. And if you tell me stuff, it'll bring back the memory, but I don't store all this stuff because, you know, I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. can you imagine if my brain was full of everything that every scan that I do on people? And that yeah. ends up being being um, convenient as far as a privacy issue too, <laughs> you know I don't share with people because I don't remember it. So, anyways, all right. So what I'm doing is I'm connecting to you in San Diego, shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. All right, that repair, if I'm remembering correctly, Denisha was was the, the tear was in the front of your body and it was pretty long. And um, so it's still holding, and I'm starting to see some energy now that's starting to go through the center of your body. And your body, to me, kind of looks like a hologram. It reminds me of the Star Trek TV show where they say, beat me up, Scotty, (laughs) and people's bodies turn into a hologram. Uh, My visuals are pretty funny at times, but... Uh, so you've got a you've got a channel through the middle of energy that's going up through the middle of you. You've still got a lot of thick. I this looks like toxic poisoning to me. Like um, reminds me of when there was the oil spill in the Gulf, and there was this you know there was oil and there was thick tar and um, this slimy thick black stuff that was was on the water and it was washing up on the beaches of the Gulf. And so, all right, I'm getting a yes on toxic. You, you've got a big toxic burden. What what do you live near? Do you live near the nu- nuclear power plants there? Do you, what, tell me about where you live in San Diego. I know on, on, the, on uh, I-5, you know, those nuclear power plants mm-hmm. are right there as you're heading from LA into San Diego. But tell me about where you live and where you've lived as a child. I don't see radioactive. When I see somebody, I've seen people over the years who have lived near nuclear plants and um, also missile silos, and they've been exposed to big amounts of radiation and their skin looks charred and their energy field looks charred, looks like it's burned, you know, black charred. Yours is more of the consistency of an oil spill. So some to- you have some toxic chemical exposure. So help me with that. Does that may- mean anything to you? All I could think of, I mean, I live in the ghetto, so cigarettes maybe. Um, I don't know. No, it's more than that. Not really sure. I have no- okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so how far are you from the refineries and the and the beach and and all of that? Uh, not too far. Okay. So where's the ghetto in San Diego? Is it near downtown? Yeah. All right. Okay, so that's not too far. But you've been exposed to some chemicals. All right. So here's 
here's what I'm doing is I'm, this stuff's really thick. So what I'm doing is I'm removing it energetically from your body. Okay. Excuse me. And it's going up through the top of your head. It looks like sludge. It's just, um, and it's coming out really slowly. So it's coming out through the top of your head. So I'm going to watch that for a minute. Let's talk about what you can do to help heal your body. Okay. Number one, I want you to eat as much cruciferous, as many cruciferous vegetables as you can. So broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts, that kind of stuff. You can get riced broccoli. You can get it frozen. A lot of places will have or Try to eat organic as much as you can. But yeah. um, cruciferous vegetables are going to help you. I want you to really take some massive amounts of vitamin C and zinc. Okay. Vitamin C, I want you to go get ester C. Spell like the mm-hmm. woman's name without the H. E-S-T-E-R. Ester C. I want you to take 1,000 milligrams of ester C and mm-hmm. 50 of zinc three times a day. Okay. If it, if it starts to give you the runs, back off to two times a day because vitamin C sometimes can, make, can give us, you know, the runs. Mm-hmm. And so, so back off to twice a day, but that's going to help your immune system as well. Okay. Deal with that. You've just got a really heavy toxic burden in your body. Um, I, I would love for you to go see a functional medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to functionalmedicine.org, mm-hmm. O-R-G, you can find a doctor in your area and email me, mm-hmm. com. Email me with um, some names and I'll scan them and see which ones. I'll list them like the top three or four in order. Mm-hmm. And then you can see ones that will work with you, either take your ins- your insurance if you have it or, or work with you financially. And they're going to reverse engineer your symptoms mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to help make you better. You will heal from this. Okay. It's, it's this toxic burden. Your body's trying so hard to get rid of it. And the vitamin C and zinc is going to help a lot. So are those vegetables. The other thing is onions, garlic, wild blueberries. Make sure they're organic or pesticide-free. Okay. Again, you, you can get all this stuff inexpensively at Costco. You can get it frozen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you can buy a massive bag of broccoli at Costco for like six bucks. Yeah. So it'll, it'll last you for a long time. Same thing with the wild blueberries. That's where I get those. And I want you to eat those at least once a day, the wild blueberries. I eat them frozen. I take them out frozen, let them defrost a little bit, and I eat them for dessert. And I'll put some organic shredded coconut on it and some uh, slivered almonds. It, it's a wonderful dessert, and mm. it's really healthy. That's going to help your body detox. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on is what I'm getting right now. So try that stuff and then keep us posted and let us know how you're doing. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. Well, let's go to Miss Patty. Patty, I see you called back in. See if this is better. Hi, Patty. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, okay. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling us from. Queens, New York. Queens. What's happening up there? Um, we have, it's raining and we might have some snow. 
I'm so sorry, but it is it is the first of you know February. Tomorrow's Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, so you want you know you want that Groundhog to what you, if he sees his shadow, you have winter, six more weeks of winter, and if he doesn't, then you're going to have springtime soon. Well, we had uh, like two weeks of barely cold weather um, in the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, yeah. yeah. Okay, the reason I'm calling, number one, um, I, I don't know if you remember, I fractured my ankle. It healed. It's like it's right. eight weeks ago. I called you up eight right. weeks ago today. Um, I'm walking now. Uh, I'm still walking with a limp, but, you know, I'm able to walk better. Um, you know, I'm, thank God I didn't break it. That's what I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. Well, so it wasn't broken or you just tore ligaments? What? No, there was no ligaments. It just it was a hairline fracture. Okay, great. Terrific. It would have put me in a cast if, it, if I tore any ligaments. So were you in a boot? Uh, yeah, just for about a week. But, yeah, it was like like a splint. That's where I was. I had a splint, and then a week later, I was able to go back to work. Wonderful. Okay. The reason I'm calling, uh, I just found out right before Christmas that when I took the blood test, my copper level, since I'm always concerned about that, went up. And now I'm, I was trying to detox it out of my body. Um, do you think it worked? Do you think my copper level went down since the, right before Christmas? I don't know. Let me get you on my radar and let's see what's okay. going on. Let's see if okay. you look like a big shiny penny. Okay. So here we go. Uh, please beam heading up to you in Queens. Got you. I'm getting they're still high, Patty. I think they're still high. Uh, all right. So I know we've talked about this in the past. Help refresh my memory of what you've done to help get it down. And what, um, do, your, what do your doctors want you to do? Well, um, I took a hair analysis. Right? Um, what it was is that there were certain vitamins that I need to take um, that binds with the copper. I mm-hmm. took a lot of it back uh, because it was high back in last January, and I was mm-hmm. able to bring it down after four months that it went down to a point that I want to start juicing again. And I want to start to juice again, but if it's so high, but it wasn't, it's not as high as back in January. Okay, when you told me that it, that it was certain vitamins that bind to it, I got A and D. Vitamin A binds with it and vitamin D binds with it. And everybody, when I say I got, that means the information came into my head while Patty was talking. As far as juicing goes, is it in Patty's best interest to juice? I get a yes. Okay. Is it in Patty's best interest to go back to her juicing, you know, for what? So you're doing that for meals or for some meals? I know what what I'm doing is that I go I become I for a few days a week I'm going to become a vegan I do mm-hmm. like a vegetarian and then I go back because I can't be completely vegan because that's no good because that would bring my copper level up and you're correct mm-hmm. about vitamin A but what mm-hmm. it does is that you need your body needs something called retinol and mm-hmm. it helps what retinol does you need three le- molecules of copper 
and and retinol, and the copper becomes um, uh, bounded to the point that your body uses it correctly. It's when it's not bounded to vitamin A, the retinol, that's like a scat. Uh, that's like um, like a, a kid that's throwing a tantrum and it goes all <laughs> over the body. Okay, <laughs> when <laughs> it's with the retinol, with with the retinol. It, your body uses it correctly. It's when mm-hmm. it's not bound to the retinol, your body can't use it. And that could uh, do a lot of damage to your body. The other thing I'm getting, Patty, is for you to really up your vitamin D3. And I'm getting 4,000, I think it's 4,000 milligrams is uh-huh. what's on the bottle. And vitamin D looks like these little teeny tiny gel caps. Uh-huh. And um, I'm getting you need to really bump that up, the D3. Uh, the A, yes, need to increase the A, but I'm getting really clearly you need to go up to 4,000, I think it's milligrams per day. Mm-hmm. It's when you buy the D3 little capsules, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. It, it usually comes in 500 or 1,000 uh-huh. um, or 2,000. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think it's milligrams. So uh, bump that up too and see if that helps. Well, the free copper level, that means that the copper can be free, should be between 5 and 15. Um, in June, it was 16. I got it down to 16. And now in December, it's up to 27. Wow. And it was right. like 40 back in uh, January. So I got it well, down from 4. You know what? Next time you call in, um, uh-huh. I'm going to try and get a couple of other callers on. But next yeah. time you call in, Patty, let's figure out what you're doing that's getting you so high in copper. Because you're the only person uh-huh. I've ever talked to in 25 years that's had this issue, honestly. So let's see if we can figure out what's causing it, uh-huh. and then you know we can nip it in the bud. Right. And, it's called hanging copper toxicity. If I anybody. Know, but there- but let's but let's see if we can figure out what's causing it and see how we can help you just alleviate the issue altogether. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so call back in when you get a chance and uh, and let's do that and see what we can figure out. All right, okay? all right. I'll call you back in a few right. weeks. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Have you ever heard of cozy earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. All right, we do this show every Thursday night. We tape it and it's at... 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. And uh, you can find this information a lot of different places. First of all, on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see it with the time zones. Second place, I do a blog every Thursday, 
and it's a question that somebody has submitted online, and I answer it, and I send it out. And then all this call in, call in information, easy for me to say, is on that as well. And uh, by the way, send in a question if you can't join us on the show, and, and I will get it answered at some point. Uh, the next place is I list in on Facebook and on Instagram. Both of them are under Ask Julie Ryan. So go to Ask Julie Ryan on Facebook, friend me, I'll accept your friend request, and on Instagram, follow me, Ask Julie Ryan, and, I, and I'll post something that says, we're doing a show tonight, here are the call-in numbers, here's the access code. Wherever you download podcasts, and I believe we're distributed on about 40 different outlets, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, on and on and on and on. Uh, also on YouTube, uh, in the show notes, all this information's in there as well. So lots of places you can go to access this information if you want to call in and join us. The other thing is when you're on my website, sign up for the blog. Just put in your first name and your email address and also sign up for a private session because then we'll have a whole hour to discuss whatever you want to chat about. I tell people I'm a businesswoman that does woo-woo and I'm a buffet of psychicness. So I learned how to do all this stuff, by the way, for those of you that are first-time listeners. I, I uh, wasn't born with dead people chasing me around, or if they were, I didn't know it. I learned how to do all of this stuff in my mid-30s was when I started studying it. And uh, I, I actually spent about, oh gosh, 10 times more money plus over six years educating myself on how to do all of this um, more. I, I spent way more on this than I did to put myself through college for four years to get a bachelor's degree. So, all right, speaking of questions that have been submitted online, this one I think is very timely, and it comes from Suzanne, and Suzanne lives in Amory, Mississippi, and she asked, Hi, Julie, it seems as if every, seems as if Everyone is in a panic about catching the flu. I've even heard people say they're afraid to go to the grocery store for fear they might touch something contaminated. How can we protect ourselves and our families from catching the flu? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Suzanne. Great question, especially in light of the news reports and rumors circulating around about the flu. First of all, even though the flu in rare cases can be deadly, most of the recently reported deaths are due to secondary infections that cause sepsis. Sepsis is a very dangerous infection in the bloodstream that causes organ failure. An average of 1,000 Americans a day die from this condition, and it's the leading cause of death in U.S. hospitals. Flu and sepsis symptoms are similar and are oftentimes mistaken for one another. An easy way to distinguish the two sicknesses is to use the acronym sepsis to describe its symptoms. So here's what they mean. S is for severe shortness of breath. E would be extremely cold hands and feet. P would be palpitations or a racing heart. S would be slurred speech. Apparently when people have sepsis, they, they get uh, disoriented and their speech slurs and some people think they're having a stroke but it's not they've got this poison all over their bodies and their bloodstreams the I stands for I've never felt so bad and the S is for shivering uncontrollably 
If you or a loved one has a high fever and one or more of these symptoms, please get to an emergency room. Talk with the medical staff about treating with the Dr. Paul Merrick, and that's spelled M-A-R-I-K, protocol of IV vitamin C, hydrocortisone, and thiamine, which is B1, vitamin B1. This simple, inexpensive treatment is being used to quickly cure sepsis, and there's a good chance your physician may not know about it. I'll come back to that in a minute. Although we're inundated with ads encouraging us to get the flu shot, the New England Journal of Medicine's January 4th, 2018 issue claims the 2017-2018 flu vaccine is only 10% effective. Those aren't good odds, especially when considering the potential side effects caused by the vaccine. So here are a few simple things we can do to avoid catching the flu. Number one, wash your hands throughout the day and especially before you eat. Number two, take 1,000 milligrams of ester C and 50 milligrams of zinc each day. That's what I was just talking to Denisha about. Three times a day if you're sick. It's a powerful immune immune booster. Get some sunshine, drink lots of water, take vitamin D3. Studies show people with low levels of vitamin D have more colds and flu. Run a humidifier in your bedroom at night in cold winter months. Furnaces dry out the air in our homes, which in turn dries out our sinuses, making them more susceptible to viruses. Stay well. All right, let me go back to this IV vitamin C thing. All of us know somebody who's died from sepsis. We may not know, think we do, but we do. And people will say, well, they had an infection. This stuff's deadly. And they treat it with antibiotics and it doesn't work. So 1,000 people a day are dying from this in the U.S. There's this doctor in Virginia who's a professor in the intensive care unit at a college there. And he figured out by accident that if he combined vitamin C, hydrocortisone, and B1, that his patients not only got better, they got better fast, like within 48 hours. And these are patients that normally would just die from this infection. So not very many doctors know about it yet because there haven't been tons of studies on it. And most drugs and most protocols, they want to do some kind of a blind study. Well, So what are they going to do for a blind study with this? Give people this treatment that they know has a really good chance of curing it or not giving it to them and letting them die? That doesn't make sense. It would be like testing to see if a parachute, if you need a parachute when you jump out of an airplane. Well, duh, you need a parachute to land. If you don't use a parachute, then you're going to die. Chances are good, you know, when you slam into the ground. So the way that the medical business works is they like to do all these studies. And in, on average, it takes 17 years for a new protocol to reach mainstream medicine. So God forbid, if you or a loved one has somebody in the hospital, they're being treated for sepsis, it's not working, look up this Dr. Paul Merrick, M-A-R-I-K, Look up his protocol and tell the staff there about it. Insist that they try it. There's no, there's no chance of side effects from any of this stuff. I mean, it's vitamin C and vitamin B and steroids. It's cheap. It's easy. They've got it. It's going to work. Chances are good it's going to work. And for more information on it, go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you'll see links on the blog about this. But 
just wanted you to know a lot of these stories that are saying, oh, so-and-so, we've had so many people die from the flu. They're not dying from the flu. They're dying from some secondary infection they got because their immune systems were whacked from the flu. But high fever, any of those other symptoms, get to the emergency room or get your loved one to the emergency room and get them treated. All right, let's go back to the phones. And I believe our next caller is Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Julie. How are ya? I'm doing very well, thank you. Terrific. Where are you calling us from? I am in Lakeland, Florida. Oh, terrific. Well, good. What's going on down there? I Well, like I said, early when I started the show, I don't know if you heard it, I'm going to be down in Palm Beach at a conference down there on the... Mm-hmm. 24th and 25th, please come see me when you're down there. It's probably, what, an hour, hour and a half from you in um, Central Florida? Uh, maybe two, because I have family in Miami, and it always takes at least three and a half hours to get to them. Okay. So Palm Beach is between the two. Yep. Yeah, it's like an yeah. hour away from Miami, so it's probably like two hours from me. Yeah, come on down. I would love to. <laughs> I sound like a game show host, don't I? Come on down. What was that? The Price is Right? <laughs> yep. I used to yeah. love that show. I did too when I was a kid. So how may I help you, girl? Well, I had a couple things in mind, but I think I'm going to go with, um, I've always been curious about my spirit guides and just wanted to know if there's any messages for me. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything in particular you want to find out? Um, I don't, I don't know. I've just, I feel it. No, I guess just whatever messages they have. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do, Allie, is I'm going to connect to you like I've done to everybody else. I'm going to watch a laser beam, go from my body here in Sweet Home, Alabama. I'm in Birmingham. It's going to go down to Lakeland and which is near Orlando, right? Kind of in yes. central yeah. Florida. And uh, and then I'm going to shoot energy through you. And then what's going to happen is your spirit guides are going to be behind you in a horseshoe. And they appear to me, spirit guides always appear to me as some version of Father Time. Okay. They look like Dumbledore or uh, Gandalf. And uh, in, the, in the Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, mm-hmm. old man, white hair, white beard, white gown. And, and then when we focus on one or more of them, then they morph into what they looked like in the time, in the lifetime that they lived that correlates with what you're going through in your life and how they're advising you. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going to send my laser beam south. All right, got you. Okay, you've got seven seven main spirit guides. Normally, I'll see between seven and five. You have seven. The main spirit guide's always the one at your right shoulder. So there's one there. He kind of looks like Gandalf. Did you see the Lord of the Rings movies? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about, right? Long mm-hmm. hair. Okay. Okay. This person is morphing. <laughs> this is cute. This perfing person is morphing into this lady. Her name's Charlotte. She's dressed in a suit. She lived in 1942. She looks. I was going to just say she looks like World War II era. 1942. Mm-hmm. She's got one of those short waist length um, jackets on and a skirt. It's navy. 
buttons up the front. She's got a little hat on her head. She's British. And, uh, and she has on, uh, pumps, high heeled shoe pumps. And back in the forties, they would wear pumps that would have maybe a two or three inch heel on it, but they'd have an oval cut in the toe of the shoe. Mm -hmm. So you'd see a little bit of their toe sticking out. And Mm -hmm. so that's what she's wearing. All right, Charlotte, why are you? Okay. So she's telling me she lived in Devonshire. Devonshire. So we, the cool thing about spirit guides and past lives and stuff is we can we can Google this stuff. So Google Devonshire, 1942. Okay. See what you come up with. Her last name was Pemberton. P E M B E R T O N. Charlotte Pemberton. She's 37. As she's appearing to me from that lifetime. Mm-hmm. All right. So Charlotte, what are you advising Allie? about new career paths she's saying that's kind of um, what i had a question about okay let's see what she says about that and then and then we can ask her questions so what about new chris she's saying you have to be brave um she said that her she's telling me that her career path changed as as they were going into the war effort and she worked for a um a manufacturer that was helping with the war effort. And she was a, um, she said she was a secretary before, and then she became a manager. And she's showing me that she was the manager of, you know, those old fashioned um, telephone operator boards that they used to have where they'd plug the cord into the board yes, to I've connect the different lines. You've seen those. That's what she's showing mm-hmm. me. She was the manager of the, she's telling me the Centrex. So that must mm-hmm. be like the name of the switchboard kind of a That's thing that cool. they used. Yeah. So what, so why did that take a lot of courage because she was leaving a career that she'd done that she was comfortable with and she went outside of her comfort zone to do this and then she's telling me that she loved it and she advanced from there so you just got to have the courage to take the step to the first step and then everything else is going to unfold the way that it's supposed to but you got to take that first step so talk to us about that are you thinking about changing careers and it's kind of daunting the thought of it um, yes, definitely. Um, I've been doing accounting for all my life. I've been in the uh-huh. same job for nine years. Yeah. And I've learned where my passion lies in the health and wellness. And I've even taken a, a course for being a holistic health coach. And oh, I great. kind of started a website and a Facebook page and I got all excited about it, but then that didn't see much happening. And I kind of died down a little bit. And then also, another thing that I've had going on for the last 10 years is my husband is self-employed with a construction business, mm-hmm. and he's always wanted me to work with him to expand the family business, and, you know, then I'd be self-employed, and just it'll benefit all of us, and it's it's stuff that I also enjoy, but it's not that I'm passionate about, but I can see myself enjoying because I like design and I'm really good in the office. I've done accounting work for so long. So I'm kind of torn now about where I want to take the first step, I think. 
Okay, so Charlotte is telling me for you to consider if it would be an option for you if you went to work for the family business, if your time would be more flexible and you could spend more time doing the stuff that that you're passionate about. She's also saying to consider if you do that for a while and you're, when your wellness business really takes off, she's saying you can train somebody and oversee them to take your place at the family business. Well, then I guess I've been listening to Charlotte's message as well because that's everything I've been thinking in the last month. I keep oh, thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go through with it with the family thing and, you know, help that take off and keep doing this on the side because, yes, having a 40-hour job, I don't have a lot of time and I'm tired by the time I get home to work on anything. So sure, I, sure. that's definitely going to open some time for me to work on the, the stuff I'm passionate about. So she's telling me it's in your best interest to do that. Do the family okay. thing. Do the continue to do the health and wellness thing. And and instead of being really goal oriented like we all are brought up, we, we business people, business women especially, you know, what are your goals? What are your measurables? All that kind of stuff. Let it unfold. It's gonna unfold in ways you can't imagine it's gonna be better than what you can do. So okay, instead great. of, you know, having a goal and having a quota and having, you know, doing all that analysis on stuff. You can do all that in the family business, but with your health and wellness stuff, let that unfold because it's going to be magical as you watch that unfold and it goes in directions that you just can't, you can't fathom. And when you have a set idea of how it's supposed to work, you close down other options for ways it can expand. That's Does that true. make sense? Yeah, I've been like that most of my life where, you know, I just, I have to see it. I have to know what I'm doing and what's the plan and know where I'm going. If not, I just give up. So I'm learning how to just, you know, have that inspiration, go with it and let it be however it turns out. Well, you're analytical. You're an accountant, for God's sakes. I mean, that's exactly. And I'm a Virgo, you, and you know, so can't how you've it. been trained. So, um, get on the magic carpet, girl, and let it ride. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Okay. Thanks for calling, Allie. Call it. Let us call us back. Let us know how it's going. All right. Thank you, Julie. Have a okay. good night. You too. Take care. Bye now. All right. Bye bye. All right. And. Now we've got a caller from the 917 area code. Hi, who's this? Hi, Julie. Julie, it's Michael. How are you? Michael, good. How are you? (laughs) Actually, uh, whiling my way through a sinus infection right now. Oh, my gosh. So I was was just at the doctor uh, this afternoon. So I was listening with a lot of interest about the vitamin C and about the zinc. Oh yeah. Yep, I do not have the flu, but yeah, I don't have the flu, but I have a I have a whopper of a sinus infection. I'm sorry, Ester C, Michael, E S T E R, because it's buffered. It's going to be easier on your stomach. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Scarsdale, New York. All right. So. And the right. And by the way, when you mentioned uh, about the parachutes, one thing that came into my mind very quickly was Wiley Coyote. You know, landing smack on the ground and then the parachute opening. That's right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Well, how may I help you this evening other than help you with your sinus infection, which I can do? (laughs) Well, I I have... uh... I have something a little more significant I want to uh, I want to run by you. 
Um, okay. You know, as you know, we exchanged some texts. Uh, you know, for, for, for Julie's listeners, I've both been on this show before and Julie and I are personal friends and she's just wonderful. Uh, she knows, she knows that my father passed away last Tuesday. Uh, he was 84 years old and I just want to, uh, check in with him, see how he's doing on the other side. Okay. All right. What's his name, Michael? Mel, Melvin. Mel. Okay. So he went, he went by Mel. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. Okay. I gotcha. He's standing at your right shoulder. Uh, he's, he wants you to know that what, what he's telling me is you're doing too much. You're trying to be all <laughs> things, all things to everybody, comfort everybody, take care of your mom, uh, and the rest of the family, and it's just too much. So that's why you've gotten this sinus infection because your body's just doing too much. So it's just to help you slow down a little bit because it's going to force you to slow down. Um, all right, questions for him, Michael. Okay. Uh, Michael, he's got a yarmulke on. Was he pretty orthodox? Just the opposite. All right, why has he got a yarmulke on? That's a good question, Dad. Why do you yeah. ask him? Why do you have? Why are you wearing a yarmulke? Since when are you? Or since when are you religious? He's saying out of respect. Okay, respect. Respect. Was your is your mom more? No, um, no. We we sat shiva one day. We did that, but you know it was more. Yeah, you know, we we definitely it was more. You know, going through the uh, going through the paces rather than through uh, the going through the motions rather. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, can ask my father whether he has any any message for my mother, and if there's anything he can tell her that would give her some comfort. All right, he's telling me to to remind you of the waves of grief are like ocean waves. You've probably heard me say this before, Michael, but grief mm-hmm. comes in and it's like waves of the ocean. The ocean's calm and then when you're on the beach, the waves come crashing in with a lot of force and and that's like grief. It hurts like crazy when it comes in. And then when you're in the middle of it and it's really painful, if you can just remember like waves of the ocean, picture the ocean waves, they're going to recede and it's going to be calm. And then they're going to come crashing back in. And it's going to hurt like crazy again. But when it's really, when you're really sad and you're really feeling the pain, just remember they're going to recede and it's going to be calm. And then over time, it, it gets less and less and less. But I've used that analogy with people throughout the last 25 years, and people tell me all the time that that really helps them get through the waves of grief, and they just picture the ocean waves, and it, and it really helps them. So he's saying, do that. Uh, he's saying that she needs to be busy. She needs to go. Does she volunteer doing some things, Michael? Well, the past six years, she was uh, basically spending 24 hours a day being with him and caring for him. He, he, he was okay. always he, he was mentally with it and he was able to do things, but he needed a lot of care and she was doing it often in the middle of the night. Okay, so he's showing me her with little kids uh, and, and it looks to me like it's a hospital environment. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a hospital close by where she is. She good with little kids? Yeah, she's terrific with little kids. Okay, uh, he's showing and, and not newborns. Like her, not rocking newborns. This is with little kids. That I'm seeing. I would say yeah, two and a half, three to maybe six. But they're in a hospital, and she's in a room. My legs are vibrating telling you this, so that's, you know, authentication of what I'm getting is correct. I I can see her in a little workroom with these sick kids, and she's coloring with them, and she's playing Go Fish, and she's just playing, you know, just being there and comforting them. And your dad is saying if you can get her to focus on that, she's going to get a lot of joy out of it, number one, and it's going to make her feel useful because there's such a void with him being gone that she doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah, that's my biggest fear is that, you know, right now she's been busy with paperwork and a lot of people calling and visiting, but I'm afraid of what's going to happen when it tails off. And while I'll try to get there every week to see her, the practical reality is I have to work. Right. Sure. So, so she's sure. got the rest. She's got the other six days that she has to occupy. Okay. He's all about. I mean, I can see her with one of those pink volunteer jackets on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, check that out. I would check the hospitals in her area. I would see what's available and have it all lined up before you approach her on it. Okay. That's terrific so, advice. So have that have that all ready to roll, and then approach her on it. And uh, does she drive? Can she get places on her own? Yeah, not at night, but she can drive during okay. daytime. Okay. Well, this is during the day with these little kids. Right. And just tell you know, see if you can see if you can uh, do some research on that. See what you can find out. And I'm going to need to let you go because we're out of time. I'm so sorry. Oh, but thank, but thank please, you so much. Please call Julie. in again. I love you. And Absolutely. I love you too, and, and my condolences on your dad. Thank and you. you know, you talk to him all the time. Ask him a you question got it. in your head. Oh, I, oh, I know that. Okay. All righty. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Michael. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Please call in and join us next week. Submit your questions online. Come see me in Palm Beach. Follow me on Instagram and friend me on Facebook, both at Ask Julie Ryan. And I hope your week is just terrific. Happy Groundhog Day tomorrow. If you live in cold climates, I hope I hope the groundhog sees his shadow. And until next week, take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.